This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Welcome to the first episode in the second season of The Saturday Quiz. I'm your host, John Leary, and on this podcast, I take the 10 questions that can be found in print in The Saturday Paper, and I ask those questions of a different pair of guests each week, and they do their best to get the right answers, with plenty of help and hints from me along the way. I'm expecting big things from the two people taking the challenge this week. They're both seasoned pros when it comes to quizzes and podcasts, and they're both very, very funny with careers in comedy and broadcasting spanning several decades. Welcome to the show, Tim Ferguson and Maynard. Hello. Hey, how are you going, John Leary? And what very a great, well. Great introduction. I, I like the introduction. What did you think, Maynard? Well, uh, the fact that he uh, referred to us as a shadowy elite, I'm not so sure about. But still, that's a good thing. I'll go with that. So, John, did you get the questions that I emailed to you that we want to be asked? I, I, I did get some some of those questions, but I'm afraid that guests don't get to dictate the questions. Okay. I'll ask the questions. Oh, yes. Yeah, see, I, I'm normally used to asking questions on quizzes, although I have been on uh, Sale of the Century once and I came second. Were you really on <laughs> wow. Sale of the Century? Yes, and on YouTube you can see me on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune in which I... I asked on national television, I asked to buy an E from Baby John. <laughs> and, I'll ha- and I'll have an S for speed too. Goodness me. And did did Baby John uh, come through with the goods for you? Sadly, no, really. All, all that way to Adelaide to record that, nothing to show for it. But uh, I did lose for the home contestants who I rang up on radio and they were oh, thrilled about it. Yeah, I was on Celebrity um, Sale of the Century one time and I lost completely to... Nick Giannopoulos. It was that bad. I mean, it, I, afterwards I was like, geez, Nick, you didn't tell me you had a brain and he was as shocked as anybody. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay, well, let's take a little break and we'll be right back with question number one. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm with Tim Ferguson and Maynard, and they're up to question number one, which is, which 1975 Eagles hit features the lyrics, and when you're looking for freedom, nobody seems to care, and you can't find the door, can't find it anywhere, when there's nothing to believe in? The Marseillaise. (laughs) 
It's not the Marcelo. It's not the Fr- the French anthem. Oh. Bad question for me, someone who worked on Triple J, because um, I believe there was a, there's summary execution for anyone who played the Eagles on Triple J ever. Probably still. Hotel Tropicana. It's, it, that, that is incorrect. They only had one song, so it's got to be Hotel California. It, they did have, look, they did have this other song. Why can't you ask as a Hotel California song, John? Because <laughs> we'd get that. Any any Eagle song except for Hotel California. Can Life you, in the uh, Fast Lane. Oh, no, that's another. Yeah, no. Okay, so they've got three songs. Oh, shit. Desperado. Yeah. Okay, they've got four songs. They've got four hits. Four hits. And this is the fourth one. Well, look, we're we're way too young and cool to know Eagles to know, songs. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Eagles songs are for like your older uncle who would say, "Shut up, boys, and listen to this." What, what about if I tell you that it is a five-word title? Long way to the top. That's that. That is five words, but that's not the Eagles. But it's got five words, so we're halfway there yet. What have you got, Maynard? Uh, I, I honestly, I never listen to the Eagles. I never hear them on the radio because I don't listen to the radio. The first initials of these five words, how about I tell you that? Okay. Is T-I-T-T-L. Right. Well, you know, that's <laughs> if there is anybody who is screaming at their podcast they device. Certainly, they certainly would be. All right, what about this? The middle three words, so the middle three are it to the... Take it to the Tropicana. Take it to the limit and take it to the limit one more take time. Take it to the limit is the right answer. Well done. Oh, oh, wow. That was, that was so quick. Very well done. All right. Oh, yeah, Here we, we go. Failed. Question number two. <laughs> You're a great liar. Well done. You've failed miserably on the first question and they only get harder. <laughs> Having told us all the words in the song... <laughs> Or most of the lyrics and three of the words in the title, we managed to smash that one so confidence is high. Very good. Let's see. The question number two is a multiple choice, so it should be a lot easier. It is the word orchid is derived from the Greek word orchis, O-R-C-H-I-S, which means A, whale, B, ogre, or C, testicle. I'd go oh. with C, testicle, because of the whole stamen thing going on there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And there is a vast difference between an orchid and a rose. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going with testicles. You should go with testicle because it is testicle. And hey, it, yeah, hey, yeah well, well done. done. Go the Greek. Yes, it's because the root system resembles, you know, those little the kind of balls on orchids. They're testicles. All right. Let's crack into question number three. In which century was Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart born? The good one. I mean, when that century was happening, it was great. Great time to be alive. Not a great time to, like, catch a cold. But otherwise, you know, yeah, if you went bald, no problem. We've already thought of that. You've got a wig and great music, except the radios didn't work at that stage. Couple of drawbacks, but a really good century. Um, what do you think, Maynard? I'll go for I mean, the 17th uh, on that one, but I might be a bit late. I think you might be. Let me. Well, let's do it by the fashion. 
Like, what were they wearing? It was definitely pre-enlightenment because the men were well-dressed, yeah, colourfully dressed and wearing things that were distinctive and interesting as opposed yeah. to freaking tuxedos that they That's all right. turned I mean, up It was with. way before David Bowie with the pleated cricket pants in the 80s. Yeah. Yes, yes. Way before that. It was more, more Frederick the Great kind of stuff. So I'd be thinking... Yeah, big powdered wigs, etc. Yeah, I'd be thinking 1600s. It was actually the 1700s, so it was the, the 18th century. Ah, oh, it was the 18th century. Well, see, there you go. And yeah. I'm sure the, the listeners by now are smashing their mobile phones against whatever soft thing they're sitting next to. Yeah, I'm sure most of them are going to go back and listen to last week's quiz a second time rather than this one. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of um, this show they'll say, look, they're nice kind of guys, but they're no Nick Giannopoulos. <laughs> Yes, he was born on the 27th of January, 1756, and he died on the 5th of December, 1791. He was 35. I think we had enough. We had enough of of his stuff. All right, we're we're up to question number four. What sticky-sounding item of clothing is used colloquially to describe a detective? Uh, Velcro. Oh, and I'm always, always, I'm listening to Radio Noir, which plays nothing but uh, radio plays from the 30s of the Noir. Um, oh, well, they certainly they would certainly use it. Um, yes. So, what? What's a term for a detective? Usually, a private detective. Uh, usually, yeah. They usually try and use the word "dick" as much as possible because it's a, it's a 30s radio play, and that's the only chance you get to say that word. Are these um, like are these questions? Deliberate being asked because you looked up the topics about which we know nothing. Not at all. I don't even write the questions. That is that is performed by Cindy McDonald. Oh, oh well, thanks, Cindy. thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks heaps, Cindy. Yeah, no problem. I mean, <laughs> no, I have no idea. I mean, what do you call them? You would have definitely heard this phrase in that kind of hard-boiled, uh, you know, detective uh, novel. It's a it's an item of footwear. Oh yeah, um, a a flat foot. Oh no, flat foot is is more oh, the specifically police, right? But it's a, a, uh, something a, you wear on your foot. A spat. A winkle pickup. Oh, quick, run! It's the socks. <laughs> Get out of here! It's the flip flops. Yeah, yeah. You'll never catch me alive, you lousy thongs. Something something to do with um the precursor to to a. A running shoe, a sand shoe. A gum shoe. A, a gum, gum shoe. Gum shoe. A gum shoe. And I always thought they were called that because, that you know, they might have got chewing gum and they weren't as fast as moving as the police. But, no, you've got a correct answer. Yes, that's right. It, it was because the soles on, the, on their shoes were made of rubber or gum. You'll never catch me alive, you lousy desert boots. All right, we're, we're up to question number five, and I, I really believe in you. I think you can get this one. So you're the one that is believing in us. Yes, well, I believe in you. Question number five, how many stars are on the flag of Vietnam? I think there'd be only one, wouldn't there? There is only one. Correct. Well done. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, they, they, there's not all different sort of state. Yeah, yeah, only one, yes. Hey, Just there one, you go. One star. Do you, do you know what colour it is? Hmm. I think it's a, uh, oh, there'd have to be a, a, a dark blue in there somewhere and it'd be a red star on some sort of, yeah. I'd more, you think it's a red star? It's actually a red background, a red field. So it's not a red star. What do you, have another guess. Yellow? 
It is yellow. Well done. Yes. Yeah, so look, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm sure I, I fought with one of these socialist battalions there at some stage. Um, it was an early version of their flag. By the way, my favourite flag, if anyone's interested at home. Um, yes. Uh, Libyan flag, 1977 to 2011. It's only one colour, light green. Nothing on it whatsoever, just light green. So if you wow. held up a, a light green dishcloth, that would be the Libyan flag at the time. Of course, they've ruined it now by putting a religious symbol on it. But, you know, it's their flag. They can put that. But the green was <laughs> great. They can do what people, they want. People go, that, that's great. So is that Libya or is that Ireland? I can't tell. All right. Well, on that triumphant note, we might go to a little break and we'll be right back. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Thanks for coming back. I'm with Tim Ferguson and Maynard, and they're doing the quiz. They're up to question number six, and question number six is, An Angel at My Table is the second volume of the autobiography of which New Zealand writer? And there's a bonus point here for naming the director of the 1990, 1990 film of the same name. Okay, already it's a trick question. Gosh. You're talking about, you're putting words like well-known and New Zealand together. Uh, so, it's, uh, so it's a very small Colleen category. Colleen McCormick. That would be, who wrote The Thornbirds, Maynard? Colleen McCulloch. Uh, isn't that what I said? I, said? I came close. What did you say? Colleen McCulloch. Yeah, her as well, either but, one. <laughs> but yes, we're, we're, we're talking about Angel at My Table, Autobiography, New Zealand writer. Right, so Brett Easton Ellis is right out. Yeah. Do you, do you have any 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 clue? Do you want her initials? Yeah, you might as well give us the initials <laughs> so people don't smash their mobile phones. Her initials are JF. Ah, JF. Both great letters. Two of my favourites. If I had to pick only 25 of the 26, J and I've F. I've got to say, um, areas of Maynard's expertise, the Eagles and literature. Hmm. Hmm. Um, um. I mean, the thing is that it's clear we don't listen to the ABC enough. Um, we don't yes. read, you know, you know, enough. You know, I really should, one of these years, subscribe to something that the people who live in the inner city and went to university and drink too much coffee really subscribe to. But I've got to say that New Zealand authors writing about themselves has never been high on my list. Look, she... She's very interesting, uh, and uh, she she spent a lot of her life in and out of um, mental institutions. And in fact, she was she was on the way to, or she was booked in to get a um, lobotomy when she she won New Zealand's you know biggest literary prize. And they thought, oh well, we I guess we we won't take her brain out. We'll just let her keep going and keep writing. Well, that's very nice of them. See, and yeah. people say that Nurse Ratchet wasn't a nice person. Yeah, and it's a shame to know that you have to achieve that in New Zealand for them not to do that. Yeah. Okay, let's go through some first names for ladies beginning with J. Jemima, Jennifer, Jeffrey. <laughs> I've already run out. Um, 
You know, they test my brain every once in a while. Every six months, I get a uh, neurologist will call me up and they will test um, how my brain is going. And there are a couple of tests that should be turned into a game show. And one of them, my favorite, is just to do something really simple. Very simple, John. Yes. You just have to say words beginning with picking a letter at random P that are not proper nouns. Right. And uh, are not... Uh, country names or the names of people. Right. And as quickly as you can. Let's try it now, quickly as you can. What, me? Are you yeah. testing my brain? Yeah, just say a bunch of words beginning uh, with P. Picnic, Go. porcupine, pineapple, person, place, peerage, uh, pepperoni. Yeah, I, I can tell we've got a print journalist here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the penis. No, the, that's, that's kind all right. of obvious. That's a proper um, noun too. <laughs> it's a proper noun. <laughs> it's harder than you think is my point. It is, yes. Because, uh, and I said, why is this so? Because we all know a lot of words beginning with P. And the uh, neurologist who first told me said, it's the fact that they can't be proper nouns that is confusing your brain. If they can be anything beginning with P, we'd be sitting here all day and hearing one every second. But yeah. because your brain's not trained to be sorting so yeah, quickly, right. you end up with... I mean, in less than 30 seconds, you end up at a point where you go, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, so I suggest to the listener, while you're sipping your third cafe latte, lighten up on the cafe lattes, by the way, pick a letter at random and say as many words as you can in a row, and then you're the idiot who can't answer the question. <laughs> uh and we, we do seem to have got a long way away from right. Jemima. the author. Again, that's what, that's what we do, John. Tim and I, that's what we do. Indeed. We get a long way away from anything. I've, I've noticed. Jemima now, Fogarty. That's, that's my answer. Jemima Fogarty. It is not Fogarty. Jemima Fogarty. Oh, Maynard, do you, have a, uh, do you have a JF combination you'd like to supply us with? Uh, look, I was going to go with John Ford, but he was a film director and not a woman. And not yes. a Kiwi. That's not right. A Kiwi. Okay, her name was Janet Frame. Oh, good on Does that her. ring a bell? <laughs> no. Not at all. Okay. No, we mix in difference. Okay, what about the... Was she any relation to Grazina Frame who sang Let's Keep It Friendly with Cliff Richard in a Summer Holiday movie? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that she wasn't. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, you're talking to Maynard, who is an autodidact, but like everybody, only about specific... Things. I think that was auto dickhead. Oh, yeah. Yes. And the for the bonus point, the director of the 1990s film of the same name was Jane Campion. I was going to guess that one, but I thought, no, I know that. It must be wrong. Oh. You know, yeah, Jane Campion, good, you know. Yes. I was running a quiz show only last Friday because we're doing a few live quizzes here and we called the quiz We Don't Care because it's always good to have that get out. If the... Audience doesn't like your questions or they don't like your answers and the name of the show is We Don't Care, you already have your answer if you're going to complain. Are, are you trying to tell me something about this quiz? Oh, no, I'm just saying that uh, that uh, I, th I think the weak cog in the wheel here is us two, really. <laughs> if Janet Frame had written the questions, we might have gotten further. That's right. All right, question number seven. It's true or false, so it's a 50-50 you, you can either get this wrong or right. So here we go. True or false? Mars has two moons. Mm, no, it's got more than that, so I'd say false. 
Yeah, I'm going with Maynard because he knows about space. Right. Well, you shouldn't have gone with Maynard. It is oh. the only planet in our solar system with two moons. Um, one of them's Phobos. Have, pardon? One of them's called Phobos. One of them is called Phobos. Do you know what the other one is called? D D something is it a D one? It is D something, and, and, it, and it's, it's another Greek word. Is it? Yes, testicle? because it's Phobos's twin brother. Um, Phobos, pardon? Demos, as in Demos Rusos. Uh, yeah, Demos. Hey, there you go. Well, Very you know, I, I just thought I had to be wrong because why would I be right since I haven't been all show? You should have been going with your gut this whole time. I thought we'd be fine, mate. I just thought Maynard would answer the questions and I'd say something smart-ass. If it, I went just... with my gut, this country would be in a hell of a mess. <laughs> Hasn't worked out that way. Well, as far as I'm concerned, John, uh, Mars does have four moons because Maynard thought so. The two... Moons of Mars are Deimos and Phobos, which were two of Ares' children with Aphrodite, and Ares is the Greek version of Mars. Uh, and Deimos means dread or terror, and Phobos, of course, is where we get the word phobia for fear. Well, we know that now. Yeah. All right, here's one. I, I, I feel like this one might stump you. I apologize. No. <laughs> this will be the one that we get. Yeah, maybe. Question number eight. Who is head coach of the Australian Diamonds netball team? David Argus. It's not correct. Hmm. Australian Diamond netball team. Yes. Oh, she's tall. Are you are you Googling it now? Um, yeah, I'm Googling it, but all I know is that she's tall. There's nothing. It's a sport question. I'll, I'll answer that with another question. Is netball still the uh, most participated in sport in Australia? Is it still? Because oh, it used be. to be the most I... uh, participated in sport and the and comparatively the least represented on television. Look, it could be. I, I don't have those stats in front of me. What are, Her initials are SM. Frame. <laughs> Samantha Miller. It is not Samantha Miller. Her name is... Stacy Marinkovic. Well, good on her. For good on her. And she took over called... from Lisa Alexander last year. It's about time someone gave sport in Australia a go. Yes. Too often is it brushed under the under the rug. Have, have they been doing well under the, uh, the stewardship of this new coach, by the way? I don't know how well they're doing under the new coach. Under Lisa Alexander, they did very well. I, I think her, her uh, coaching of the Australian team, I think, she had about an 80-something, 83% success rate, which is, is very high. Is that a lot? High. I would yeah, have thought 99 high. would be what well, you're that, after. <laughs> well, I remember the, the ABC used to carry the netball and I think it got taken away by the Foxtel network and a lot of people were a bit upset that you then had to pay to watch it, you see. <laughs> yes, well, I think the federal government gave Foxtel something like, uh, what was it, $50 million or something? Because God knows Rupert couldn't use a handout. Yeah. Exactly. That's what our eight cents a day is for, is to support failing sports. <laughs> Look, you, you go down to National Park on, on a on netball day and say that, Tim, and they'll turn your wheelchair over on you. I'm just saying that 88% <laughs> is quite a disappointment as far as I'm concerned. No, that's a huge winning, winning ratio. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, all right. Um, question number nine is the other category that, that sometimes stumps people. Uh, it's geography. How's your geography? Q8. 
There you go. There's an answer that often comes up. Q8. Mm-hmm. And, there, uh, and there is no Swiss Navy, although there is a product called Swiss Navy, but there is no Swiss Navy because they're landlocked. Uh-huh. Can't oh, get me on that one. Good. All right. Well, nothing to do with either the, the Swiss or Q8. Question number nine. Is <laughs> Bruni Island in Tasmania's north, south, east or west? I've been there. You've been there. What did you do there? I did a. I was teaching comedy, and I went to Broody, and I was teaching a bunch of high school students how to be funny. But they're already funny, so for some reason, I, wasn't I think really it's needed. off the south coast. For some reason, I've been there, but when you're on the island, you don't know whether you're on or north south. I'm I'm thinking north. And what did you say, Mona? I thought it was off the south coast. I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I thought it was down Burnie Way. We've got it covered. Yes, you do have it covered. And, in fact, you are correct, Maynard. It is the south coast. It's the south coast. Again, with, again with Tasmania, tip. you know, with Tasmania it's hard to know where you are or why you're there. All right. We're up to the final question, fellas. Oh, thank God. We've thank got God so, for uh, that. So uh, people, what a sort of score, by the, the way. People, How are we looking here? I don't actually keep a score because I, I don't want to embarrass you. Well, for people just tuning in, so far it's nine out of nine, otherwise known as 88%. <laughs> here we go. Question number 10. Who is older, Adele or Taylor Swift? Well, a lady never tells. Um, Ooh, and, that, that's a tough you know, one. I, would I mean, so they haven't told us. They haven't told us. Well, in fact, they actually have told us. I would say Adele. You would say Adele yeah. and you would be 100% correct. Well done, Maynard. Yeah, so that's okay because Taylor's good. she's very young and her dad helped her on and like, apparently she's Mozart if you listen to a lot of people. She's very good. Yes, Ta- Taylor Swift has an album called 1989, which is the year of her and birth. Not one Duran Duran song on it. Very disappointing. No, yes, very, very disappointing. And Adele has three albums that are that are named after the ages she was when she recorded them. So she has albums 19, 21 and 25. And the album 19 came out in 2008, but it was recorded in 2000, 2007 because she was born in 1988. Ah. So she's only a year older. I knew there wasn't much in it there. And, of course, uh, where do you sit on her version of the James Bond theme? Is that one of the greatest ones or not? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it was a big hit. A lot of people loved yeah. it and I can understand why. But, yeah, it's no, uh, it's no Moonraker. It's no Goldfinger. Yeah, the, the narrative musicality of Skyfall is not great. And, and, yeah. for those, and for those listeners that are having a bit of James Bond withdrawal, I highly recommend the podcast James Bond Radio where they go over every single possible angle on all James Bond films, books, cartoons ever. In fact, they even had a quiz called The Explosions of James Bond once and it's an audio wow. quiz and you had to guess from the explosion they played what movie it was <laughs> and who brilliant. died. I'm sorry that I didn't have any James Bond questions in the quiz for you. Oh, that's sounds like you would have... Uh, well, that's okay. I mean, look, there's, there's, there's plenty of things that weren't relevant you asked us about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the good thing. If anybody has been shouting at their podcast device, you know, my God, it's Janet Frame. It's Janet Frame, you morons. <laughs> You're not morons for not knowing that. And and anyway, you got the Adele one, which was the final question. So we're going to go to another little break and we'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for coming back. I'm with Tim Ferguson and Maynard, and they just finished the quiz. Thanks so much, guys. Oh, we're wrapping uh, it up now, is it? Oh, yes, that's yes, it. This just goes the, the questions. Uh, that's the end of the quiz. I've got no more questions for you. Thanks very much. Thank you, John. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. Oh, and, thank you, Maynard. Oh, thank Tim, you, Tim. Where can people catch you, Tim? Oh, they can catch me. Uh, I'm going to the Adelaide Fringe Festival with my new show, uh, which is called Smashing Life. Motivation for Idiots. So that's where you can first catch me and during the comedy teaching. What have you been up to, Maynard? What are you going to do? Well, I've got uh, Bunga Bunga 65 to edit with you, which is coming out next week, and I've also done a story on the coldest 100. Who needs the hottest 100? Anyway, I can pick 100 good songs, but can you pick 100 bad songs that include Barry Crocker? Well, this guy's been doing it for five years. I've got a podcast on him coming out next week. That's at maynard.com.au, and you can go to my quiz show there where there's no questions about Phobos. And what about you, John Leary? Yeah, you what might are as well tell people what, what you you're doing? up to. Well, I'll, I'll be making this podcast every week for as long as I've got listeners. This is the, the first one in the second season. But come back uh-huh. next week, people, because there'll be different people here. Yes, there will be different people. They'll have good people. The one I heard starred um, Zoe Coombs-Ma, and she was brilliant. Like, she had answers to questions and stuff. Imagine if that happens again. You could really <laughs> save a lot of time and you'll be able to be gentler on your iPhone. (laughs) But thank you very Uh, much. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in. This has been The Saturday Quiz. Remember to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. It really, really helps. Thank you to my guests this week, Tim Ferguson and Maynard. Thanks to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. The quiz can be found in The Saturday Paper every week. My name is John Leary. And I'll have more questions for you same time next week.